Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. All right, then. Three o'clock. Three in the morning on this football Friday. I'm watching the highlights from this uh, Thursday night football game. I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch much of the second half. I took the opportunity to get a couple hours sleep in. I'm sorry. It's just a fact. I'm seeing the <laughs> – I don't want to lie to you. Um, so I didn't see much of the – I knew the game was over, and I knew Staley's career here with the with the Chargers is over. I mean, this is this is a defensive coach who consistently has a just a terrible defensive team. This is a Raiders team that got shut out against Minnesota last week. Shut out. Put up a zero. They score 60. That's, that's the song. That's it. Hey, listen, normally, you anytime you want to just interrupt me with Take a Chance on Me, I'm in. That's how much I love the song. And we'll hear that later in the Take a Chance parlay. Colton's on the other side. He's trying to find all the music for me. Sometimes you leave the pot up. It happens. No big deal. I've done it for many, many years. I did that in the middle of Mike Francesa show on more than one occasion. I was better. I remember when I first it happens. Up, I was blowing Don't. your eardrums out, and I'm sitting there and just had a Marco update, and I'm just trying to make sure everything's good for you, and I'm like, ah. Oh. Yeah, you so left like, it up. That's It happens. I'm t- I've done it in the middle of Mike Francesa talking, so this is a lot less pressure than that. Um, but I did forget my train of thought. Team that put up zero points in the Raiders with a backup quarterback or a rookie backup quarterback, and they put up 63 points on this Charger team. And honestly, the quarterback went out. I get it. Herbert has the broken finger. He's not playing in this game. Al- Keenan Allen wasn't playing in this game. I picked the Raiders. I bet the Raiders in this game. But the Chargers flat out gave up. And I know some of those 63 points are defensive touchdowns. The Chargers gave up on him. That's it. He should honestly, I don't I don't care and I I hate I'm not one of these guys I have no problem calling for people's job. It's just my opinion. I don't, you know, I don't feel too bad about it, but I don't love doing it. There's no reason why he should be the coach when we wake up or when you wake up, when I go to sleep. Actually, that doesn't make much sense either because if you're listening to me, never mind. Maybe if you're listening to this on the, on the app. Now that you've woken up, I think Staley should be fired already. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. He's just an awful head coach. He's been an awful head coach. His first year... He went for he went for it on fourth down a lot before it was really trendy and sexy in the NFL. Before the before the analytics got into the analytics, 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 analytics. Before the analytics got uh, entrenched in the NFL as well as in baseball, and it wasn't as trendy to go for it on fourth down as it has become. He was going for it on fourth down and felt like a young aggressive coach with a young quarterback, and really you just found out he's an idiot. And it's been a disaster. He is a horrible head coach, unfortunately for him, and I don't take any pleasure in saying this. And it's one of the better jobs. Now, they're in a a unique situation, the Chargers. I think they're going to be about $50 million over the salary cap. So they do have to – they went all in, and they're 5-9 and or whatever they are. I mean, I think they're 5-9 and now. And they went – this was their year. This was their year. A lot of people I listen to on podcasts and different things that I respect had them in the Super Bowl. Like, this was their year, and they are awful. And this quarterback, who I respect and I think is one of the premier talents in the league, and I do mean that, premier talents in the league, but he never wins anything. I don't think the coach has done him any favors, no doubt, But and they've had some injuries this year, but, 
I mean, he's got Eckler. He's got Keenan Allen. There's no reason this team shouldn't win more than it does. And I still think, despite that, that it's a prime position for an NFL coach. And I think you can. I think a lot of coaches will not snub their nose at the idea of going to play in L.A. with this quarterback. And numero uno, for me, which is exactly what the the Chargers should do if he becomes available, is Bill Belichick. I think Bill Belichick desperately, I, I think he wants to stay in New England probably, and I definitely think he wants to coach. But if he has an opportunity, especially that Tom Brady answered the question on whether or not he can be successful without Bill Belichick, that question has been answered. Tom Brady went and won a Super Bowl his first year without Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick made the playoffs with Mac Jones, which honestly might be a better achievement than winning the Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. But that first year, he takes Mac Jones to the playoffs. And since then, it's been an out-and-out disaster, and Mac Jones is awful. But if he could get Herbert and have an opportunity to prove which is amazing that he would even need anything to prove, but I feel like he would think this way only because Brady won and he has not since the divorce. But if he could get a legitimate quarterback and then go win with him, I think it's the only thing right now because a lot of people make that argument. I have, I apologize, I forget the, the guy's name, but I don't want to call him a dope, but I got this guy who calls me all the time and texts, tweets at me that Rex Ryan's a better head coach than Bill Belichick because he took Mark Sanchez to two AFC championship games and Bill Belichick hasn't won a damn thing without Tom Brady. But I think there's a narrative out there building as we see these miserable New England teams that Belichick is only Belichick, not necessarily a, a, a you know a bad head coach, but only the greatest because he had the greatest quarterback with him. But we're also learning no matter how great you are as a head coach, you don't win with Mac Jones. You don't. It's a miracle they made the playoffs the first time around. A miracle. Now, did he put his quarterback in a bad position by giving him defensive coordinator as a offensive as his offensive coach? Yeah, that, that was probably a bad idea. And to allow J- Joe Judge anywhere near Mac Jones was probably a bad idea too. But I could I, I could absolutely see, I could absolutely see Bill Belichick going to the West Coast living up his new life, right? I think he broke up with his girlfriend. He's living a new life out there. I could see him in the sunshine coaching a talented quarterback and going out there trying to win to prove he's not all Brady, which I think in most circles he doesn't have to, but a lot of fans out there, a lot of people out there will always ask that question. He doesn't have to win a Super Bowl necessarily, but if he can go somewhere with with Herbert – and where Herbert has never won a damn thing and take him, you know, to the AFC championship game or just be a winning program where they're constantly in the playoffs and constantly one of the better teams in the, the conference year in and year out for a three, four, five-year period, I think that would help Belichick answer a lot of questions that, amazingly enough, for arguably the greatest head coach of all time still exist. 877-337-6666. Jason and Waterbury. What's up, Jason? Hey, Chris, great to talk to you, man. How are you, bro? What's up, uh, buddy? What's going on? Not much, bro. I just take 
uh, two issues what you're uh, what you're talking about with sure. the Giants and with uh, uh, Belichick. Called. Yeah. Here's the deal, right? With, with with Eli Manning, the Giants were a successful franchise his first nine years in the league, and unfortunately, the, the organization let him down completely, like taking Odell Beckham over Zach March, Martin, which was a disgraceful pick. Was an embarrassment. That's why the giant, the last five years of Eli's career weren't the same because of the organization failing him. And another thing is, you know, to me, Coach Parcells, he's definitely, without a doubt, to me, he's the greatest coach in the history of the league that I've seen since I've been watching football for forty years. Because he took bad organizations, four different organizations that were awful when he got here, and he made them Super Bowl champions. All oh, well, two of them, he got to the oh. Super Bowl. One, the Jets were one in fifteen, and he got up to the AFC title game, which Belichick could never dream of. And then he took the Cowboys and Quincy Carter to a division title. So to me, it's not even close. Coach Parcells, any day of the week, is a better head coach to me than Belichick will ever be. You got to give Belichick credit because he had twenty years with Brady. We, you look what he did when, in Cleveland when he had Bernie Kosar, a guy who was one of the best quarterbacks in the league at one time. He benched Bernie. Coles are. That's how much of an idiot he was in Cleveland, yeah. and they only made the playoffs one time. You know, yeah, I mean, you're right. I you're right. The seven-time yeah. Super Bowl champion is a moron. But listen, I'm not saying he's a moron, but I'm I'm saying to you, he's not the greatest coach in the history of the league. He's okay. not. All right, me, Bill, Bill, Parcells, well, well, Parcells, Parcells, yeah, part of, a better coach. Okay, well, part he of being, then why, part of being a great coach is finishing the job. Yeah. And Bill Parcells never finished the job anywhere but the Giants. Yes, he did. Where? He Where did he finish the job? In New York. Where? With he the Jets? The he finished the job no, with the with Jets. The he was, he, I, the that's Giants. what I said. Besides the Giants, yeah, he skedaddled. No, no. He, he finished sk- the job. No, he finished the job at Foxborough. He got the Patriots to a Super Bowl. That's not finishing the job. Win the Super Bowl. He left. He, he ran. He ran the for the Jets, Who and then he the left the Jets, and then he did nothing with the Cowboys. What was? No, he didn't. He, he won a division title with the Cowboys. Oh, so what was the what? Patriot record? What was the Patriot record in '93 when he took over the Patriots? If you remember what laughing stock the Patriots were before he stayed. That's fine. Them. I understand that. He so, Bill, that so I, 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 I understand that. Never do that. Uh, are you sure? Are you sure? I don't know. Are you sure? They were one in fifteen. The Patriots. You couldn't. Even I understand that. So he he was good at taking a younger bad team and being better with them. Okay, great. Where did Bill he Belichick won seven championships. Doesn't matter. He won seven championships with the same quarterback. So you think it's That's easy? A big difference. You think it's what easy? Kind of quarter- what kind of quarterback did the Patriots have in nineteen ninety three when they had the number one pick in the draft? They were one in fifteen when he got there. I understand that he turned Jets. around a team. So, so I guess Billy Billy Martin's the best Foley baseball manager in the history of the game because he took bad teams Listen, and made them better. The like Jets, all right, the Jets, the Jets were one in fifteen. He turned around bad teams relatively quickly. He's a great head coach. Turning around a bad team from one in fifteen to make turning around a bad team from one in fifteen to being a playoff contender and a a good solid team does not necessarily make you better than a seven time Super Bowl champion. That's all. I mean, come on. You're making it sound like, oh, so he had Brady. He won seven times. Seven. Come on. That's all. Uh, relax. And a lot of it's on his defensive schemes. His defensive scheme shut down the greatest, uh, you know, show on turf. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. They filmed it. I know. He shut down one of the more high-powered offenses of all time. So did the, so did Bill Parcells. With and and let's be honest, Bill Parcells wasn't on any staff of of Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick was the defensive coordinator for a team that's defense won a Super Bowl against the Buffalo Bills 
and shut down that high-powered offense. I'm, I'm not trying to say who's better or not, but come on. Let's not, let's not b- d- diminish what Bill Belichick is. And I forgot what your giant point was. Draft an offensive lineman? Is that what you're trying to say? Because Eli Manning, you know, his, the last end of his career was, was ruined by an offensive line. Okay. Draft offensive tackles till the cows home, come home. Go ahead. See, how, see where it gets you. See where it gets you. Just do nothing. Take this entire draft once and for all. Maybe it'll put an end to the conversation. It'll make me happy. Take this entire draft and draft nothing but offensive linemen. Just the entire draft. Just all six, seven picks, however many they have. Just nothing but offensive linemen. Tackles, guards, centers, the whole, the whole bit. Draft nothing but offensive linemen. Please, please do it for me. I beg you guys. Shane, do it once. Just draft nothing but offensive linemen and, and quiet these people down. Just do it. Doesn't matter that Flowers was a bust. It doesn't matter that Evan Neal is probably going to be a guard because he can't play tackle. It doesn't matter. Just please, 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 please. Don't draft anything else that could possibly help. Just play DeVito and give him a brand new offensive line of nothing but draft picks. Please, I beg you. Mike in Vermont. What's up, Mike? Hey. What's hey. Man, hey. What's up, yes, buddy? I haven't heard from you in a while. How's everything? Good. I think the Giants and the Jets did pretty good last week. The two quarterbacks made the MVP of the week. The two quarterbacks were both the offensive player of the week for the NFC and AFC, which, I mean, yeah. listen, I don't want to – I know I'm, I I get enough flack for taking down DeVito here. I'm, I'm all about DeVito. I just – not ready to yeah, crown him like yet, but him. he didn't. Cool you know, guy, he, he probably shouldn't. Uh, the story got him. Tommy Cutlets got him the award, not necessarily his play on the field, but still. Well, he hey, was pretty good though. He was very good. He was very, very good. They won a football game, I, and I'm happy to have him win the award. And Zach Wilson too. I know Zach Wilson was was actually really good. Zach Wilson deserved it. He was incredible in the second half of that game last week. And, and just think if he's if he's just week, as good this week, he might get benched. Could do it again. What's that? You, I think that two quarterbacks could do it again this week too. That would that would yeah. surprise me. That would very much surprise me. But it's plausible. That would be fun. That would be fun. It'd be exciting for New York City, you know. I know. So how you doing? I, How's your I brother? Like you, guys. you guys are cool guys. We're cool guys. I know that, yeah, Mike. I, We're cool. How's I, your brother I, doing? Good. He's so good. He's a Giants fan. Oh, okay. I'm a Jet fan, you know what, Zach Wilson. Yeah, you want to see Aaron? You want to see Aaron Rodgers come back? Yeah, I think he's coming back the 24th. Yeah, you think so? Even if they yeah, lose, well, even if they lose to, to the Dolphins. No, he's no. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers go coach uh, Zach Wilson again. I think it was Rodgers making all those calls. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe Rodgers is. Is the real head coach behind it all? He's the man behind the curtain. It wouldn't surprise me, Mike. Wouldn't surprise yeah, me, me at all. I, think, I, I, I just have a funny feeling. Excuse me. Put Zach Wilson into the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, buddy, Zach Wilson all the way to the Super Bowl. That's my man, Mike. Zach Wilson to the Super Bowl. That would be fun. That would be fun. Although I don't think Aaron Rodgers would hang around and let him play in this. Uh, you know play in those playoff games. But I'm fascinated to see. I don't 
That's the real question on whether or not, if they win this game, if they ever figure out a way to win this game against the Dolphins, which, you know, after last week's performance from both teams, quite honestly, and the idea that Hill, I would would guess he would still go, but, you know, he might have a high ankle sprain. There's a chance Hill doesn't play. And we saw what the Dolphins look like without Hill. So there's a chance that the Jets could possibly win this game. Then the question is, are you looking at it just as a, like, what does Aaron Rodgers need? Because early on, it's kind of felt differently. About three or four weeks ago, when he was doing an interview with um, Pat McAfee, he used the term mathematically eliminated. But since then, it's kind of felt a little bit more like, well, if we have a legitimate chance. And there are two different things, and those are two different answers. The Jets do not have a chance, even beating the Dolphins. But they won't be mathematically eliminated Will that be enough for him to push this thing? Will he be willing to come back with just the idea of, hey, if we win out, there's still a chance. They would still need a lot to happen. I'll let Evan do the math. I don't feel like doing it. Evan claims that if they win out, they have a 20% chance of making the playoffs. I don't know where he saw that, but I'll take his word for it. Evan's usually not wrong with things like that. He's just wrong with opinions all the time. But facts, he's usually pretty good with. He's wrong with the idea that the Mets are going to get Soto. So is Sal. Drives me nuts. I don't usually get upset. I'm a, I'm a Yankee fan, and I know that they're Met fans, and they bang. The idea that just, you know, Juan Soto's dying to be a Met because they want him to be. I mean, I guess that's the same thing why I think the, the Yankees are going to get uh, Yamamoto just because he wants to be. Um, but for 20% chance, is it worth coming back? To me, no. To me, no. To me, this is enough. Zach Wilson, let him let Zach Wilson fig, fi, finish out his Jet career, hopefully play well, and then get a better pick for him when you trade him in the offseason. Don't even push it. It makes no sense. Stuart in Brooklyn, what's up, Stu Pot? Morning, T Mac. Good morning. T Mac. Yes, sir. T Mac. Yes, sir. Yeah, we have to get Yamasoko. Have to get Yam. I'm in. Listen, I'm all in. I'm all in on Yamasoto. There's a rumor. Carlos Baerga. Carlos right. Baerga, who has predicted things in the past. I forget the big one he hit on. Last year, he missed on a couple of signings, but I forget which one it was a couple of years ago that he hit and he nailed like three days before it happened. But he apparently put on his Instagram that the Yankees have offered that the Yankee offer to Yamamoto is nine years, $304 million. That's, um, I heard I heard something to that effect, but I heard it was coming from John Heyman. I didn't hear John Heyman put out specific numbers. No, I I, I oh. saw Carlos Baerga put out on his um, Instagram did you see that, he, that did you he's... See Heyman? I saw Heyman that they're one of the... that He, they, he believes him, the, the Yankees and the Dodgers are the favorite, but I didn't see what uh, that, that Heyman put out what he believes the Yankees offered. Oh, okay. I, uh, I might be wrong, though. I might have missed it. I didn't see that. I saw Heyman saying that he believes the Dodgers and the Yankees are the two favorites. Well, please. They got Otani. Please. Well, you know. I don't, do you yeah. think the Yamamoto do- would want to, you think Yamamoto would want to play second fiddle? I, I don't. I don't. Especially from someone who's – it's been out there from the beginning 
that he wants the spotlight. That he, I mean, listen, the Dodgers do give you the spotlight. If he if he goes there, they've traded for Glass now. They've got Otani. They've got obviously Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and still a pretty good lineup overall. Like they are going to be the toast of baseball. They are going to be the biggest story in baseball. They are going to be the biggest show in baseball, and they are going to be favored to you know steamroll everyone, even even Atlanta. If they don't get Yamamoto, Atlanta and them are neck and neck. If they get Yamamoto, I think most people are going to say now that they've, that they've got they're going to be the best team in baseball, bar none. Everyone's going to think Dodgers are by far the best team in baseball. So on that level, he does get the star power, but. And again, maybe I missed the report. I guess I could be wrong on this. I heard Keith say it. I've heard other people say it. I don't remember a specific report that he wanted to play with another Japanese star. It's it's fair. It's possible I missed it. I don't remember that one. I remember the. I I remember hearing that it's not an issue that some Japanese stars don't like to play with other Japanese stars. And that for Yamamoto, that's not an issue. He's more than happy to, but not necessarily yeah, that he's looking for it, just that he's okay no. with it. So I don't yeah, know, but but I've heard, heard but but, but people I, I trust and who are on top of the Yankees uh, have been saying that they've heard reports that he wants to play with another Japanese star. I don't know that. I haven't heard that. I don't remember that. I remember hearing that it's a it's a cultural thing that a lot of these Japanese players who come over would rather not play with another Japanese star and that for Yamamoto that is not an issue and that with specifically with the Mets Kodai Sanga rolled out the red carpet and said it's not a problem with me either because I guess sometimes they feel it's imposing on the current player with the team so it's like we don't I don't want to go there and you know I, I don't whatever whatever however they feel about it but Kodai Sanga came out and said no problem love you to come here great Yamamoto said, you know, was fine with playing with another Japanese star. I don't remember hearing a report that he was, that that would be a major positive, that he is like actively searching for that, that that would be his preference. That I don't remember, but maybe I missed that report. Either way, I, I would still say that Otani is a positive. I don't think it's a negative in any way. It's, I mean, well, I mean I, it's tough. I don't think it's a negative that he's a Japanese star, but he's such a big star. I mean, forget what country he's from. The guy is the greatest player. I mean, he just saw he. Just, however, however, it's getting paid out, and however, it's being delayed, or like he's getting seven hundred million dollars. He signed the biggest contract, money wise, uh, in the history of of North American sports. Like this is on another level. That press conference. Apparently, I saw Ben Verlander, the brother of Justin Verlander tweeted out that 70 million people 70 million people watched the press conference. Now I don't know if that's true. Let me see if that was the number he gave. But and I don't know how he would have that already. Now I'm sure in Japan everyone watched it. Yes, 70 million people. Ben Verlander is claiming 70 million people tuned in to the Shohei Otani press conference today. 70 million people watched a press conference. He is a star like we've never seen. Does Yamamoto, who wanted the spotlight, is intrigued by the idea of the New York Yankees and the pinstripes and the prestige and the winning and the story that they are every time they take the field? Does he want to go now and, and have his decision to go play for a team 
be far and away the secondary story of the offseason. And when he shows up to camp, sure, he'll get press, sure. But he won't be the story at all. It is going to be Shohei Otani watch every day of spring training. Yamamoto will be a secondary thought. It will be Shohei Otani. I know the Yankees got Juan Soto, but that's a trade. That's for one year. I think Yamamoto still might be, and to me, he's the one who puts the Yankees over as the big bad Yankees. The Dodgers have been spending money forever. The Dodgers have been winning. The Dodger fans don't hate the team the way the Yankee fans hate the Yankees. Right? The, the Dodgers have been to the World Series. They were in this World Series in 17. They were in the World Series in 18. They won the World Series in 20. And while they've had disappointing finishes left and right and, and not making it out of the first round and have been overall a disappointing team in the po- in the postseason, they've, they've built up a little bit of equity. They've won the division 10 out of the last 11, 10 times out of the last 11 years. Like, it's, it's, this signing is a much bigger deal for the Yankees. He is a much bigger deal for the Yankees. And he's even a much bigger deal for the Mets. I mean, they have to deal with Pete Alonso. They have Lindor. It's not like they have no stars. I mean, the Yankees have Soto. The Yankees have Cole. He'll, uh, he won't be the ace of the staff with the Yankees. He would be the ace of the staff with the Mets. Like, so there are things the Mets have if he's really looking to be a star of a team. But unfortunately for the Mets, I think he's also looking for the star franchise. And the Mets are not there yet. They're just not. You can hate me for saying it. You can call me a Yankee fan. The Mets don't have the prestige. He would be the star of that team on a bigger level than he would be the star of the Yankees. But to be the biggest free agent signing of the New York Yankees, to be a $300 million player for the New York Yankees, to be the one every single you know Japanese media outlet goes to see with the New York Yankees is far better than it is to be a Met. But he doesn't have Judge, the superstar, to, con- to contain with. He doesn't have Cole to be the ace starter pitcher on opening day. He goes to the Mets. He's the opening day starting pitcher. He won't be for the New York Yankees. So we'll see. These are the things you battle with. And as well as the big-time money. And, you know, someone's getting on me for Twitter for double-talking. I don't think it's double-talk to say I don't know anything about this young man. I don't know his, what his wants and desires are or what he... But I, I'm, I, the idea that he would definitely take the most money, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I do think there is a number that you could blow him out of the water with. Like if the Yankees, apparently, according to Carlos Baerga, offered $300 million, right? I, I would imagine the Dodgers are somewhere in the ballpark. Will he take 320 from the Mets? Maybe not. Will he take 330 from the Mets? I don't know. Will he take 400 from the Mets? I bet you he would. But again, I don't know that for sure. My point is, is most people, whether you, you know, I don't have to know everyone, most people have a number where preference will take a backseat. But I don't know that for sure. That's fair. I don't know. But my point is, with Steve Cohen, it's not good enough just to be the highest bidder sometimes. It's just not good enough. Not when you put all your eggs in one basket. You have to win them. No one expects you to get every big-time free agent, 
But when you put your eggs all in one basket, when you say this is the only guy we care about, this is the one big contract we're going to sign, I'm going I'm going to fly to Japan to make sure I get him, and you're by far the richest owner in baseball and can offer him way more than anybody else, and you've done nothing else. You're not going to do anything else. You're not going to really in a major way affect your offense. You're not in a major way going to affect the rest of your rotation. All you've done is said this guy's so great I can't sit this one out, and he's the one guy you've targeted being the highest bidder and losing is still losing. 877-337-6666. McMonigle here with you on the fan. When we come back, we'll have some fun. And we'll give you my advent calendar Christmas take for December 15th. McMonigle here with you on the fan. I got you till 5 a.m. in the warm-up show. We'll be right back. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Oh, you know what that means. It's early in the morning, the kids are getting up, and we go to the advent calendar and take out our piece of chocolate today with our Home Alone music, one of my favorite holiday movies, one of the best Christmas movies of all time. Macaulay Culkin just getting a walk star on the Walk of Fame Last week, that movie Last came time out. I worked with you. That's, that I, was the whole conversation. Yeah, I know. I was, I, was, I was. I was mad about that. Macaulay Culkin deserved the star on the Walk of Fame way earlier than 2023. The movie was 30 years ago. Anyway, anywho's today's little advent calendar for December 15th. We open the door. We take out our piece of chocolate, and I will give you something that has always bothered me, and I feel very strongly about. Christmas gives us two of the worst treats of their like. To me, one of the worst candies of all time is the candy cane. I like hanging on the trees. I like the colorful, fruity ones. I hate peppermint. And I know I'm in the minority here. Candy cane is only second to candy corn as some of the worst candy ever. It's like a holiday treat. No, it's not. It's the who eats. The only thing good about candy canes is you suck them until they get pointy and then you stab your brother with them. Like, that's it. That's the best thing about candy canes. The taste is not good. I don't like them. Maybe the fruity ones a little bit. That's it. I don't want to get excited about the candy cane. And then, two, we get one of the worst cookies in the history of mankind the gingerbread cookie. Gingerbread cookies suck. I like building the houses, I like being creative. I have no problem with uh, you know putting some gummy some you know drops on the top and putting a little marshmallow out front for a door and all that stuff. I have fun with the the kids making gingerbread houses, but when it comes time to enjoying a cookie and a glass of milk, keep the gingerbread cookies as far away from me as possible. I hate them. I hate them with a passion. And the idea that we're all supposed to be excited about candy canes and gingerbread cookies, no thanks. They're gross. I'd much much rather have some of the normal like my aunt have always made like the Christmas cookies either just plain butter cookies or what they call them split seconds and with the strawberry jam in the middle that's my that's my that's my jam not gingerbread cookies gingerbread itself sucks hate gingerbread and I hate candy canes Merry Christmas from my family to yours who knows what will come on Monday, but today we are hating on some of the treats of Christmas. 877-337-6666. McMonigle here with you. 
Talking a little bit of baseball on this football Friday. You guys have been more enthralled with the Yamamoto sweepstakes. I think we might be we might be cutleted out. We might be Tommy cutleted out. Finally, we've reached we have reached our saturation point of chicken cutlets. I never thought the day would come. I never thought the day would come. I have a buddy who I grew up with, my buddy Fitz. He moved to Florida. And he's been living in Florida for a long time now. He moved to Florida shortly after graduating high school. He's got to be down there, you know, 15, 20 years, something like that. And still, to this day, every time we talk, all he tells me about and all he complains about is how they that he can't get good chicken cutlets in Florida. It's his number one complaint. It's all Fitz ever talks about, opening up a, a, opening up a chicken cutlet shop. Like, that's all he says. He wants to open up a store that specializes in chicken cutlet sandwiches. I can't, you know, he's, I, I, I think he's in like Jupiter, Florida. I feel what part of Florida he's in. I know he was staying, his aunt, I, should, I don't know if he cares then. It's only three o'clock in the morning. No one cares. Um, his aunt lived in the Margaritaville uh, elderly Jimmy Buffett community. So he's living near her. So whatever, wherever that is, that's the part of Florida he's living in. And that's, I'm telling you right now, I, I've always said I won't retire to Florida. Uh, the it's too too humid. I don't love it. I'd rather retire somewhere else. But if you could put me up in that Margaritaville place, then maybe I'd consider it because he's shown us some pictures. That looks like a blast. I would definitely rock it down in Margaritaville. But I don't know how we got on chicken. Well, yeah, I know how we got on chicken cutlets, but now I'm really working in the chicken cutlet angle. Can't, apparently can't get good chicken cutlets in Florida. And it sounds like we're finally chicken cutleted out up here. He wants to open up, you know, and there he's big within the, with the 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 word fat. So you fat chicken. And he's always talking about opening up some sort of uh sandwich place, chicken cutlet specialty place with the word fat in the name. Fatty's chicken, uh I don't know, fat boy chicken. I don't know if you guys are really big fans of me. Remember I used to do Fat Boy Fantasy? That's a long time ago. Back when the website had these 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 alliteration uh vignettes i guess you can call them and we would do weekly like videos and put them up on wfn.com giannotti i don't know if he would remember this i'm sure he would giannotti had the giannotti grumble where he would just take five minutes and complain about something um there was the minko minute what was the uh the monzo minor where brian monzo did some hockey stuff trying to think of some of the other ones but we had and it was all alliteration so i went there and pitched a uh fantasy one a fantasy sports one, and I said, we'll call it Fat Boy Fantasy. And so I did Fat Boy Fantasy for a couple of years. That was fun. Never to be heard from again. I can't find any of those videos. I, I got Maybe that's, I got to ask Izzo if he's still talking to me after Eddie put out the video of me taking a shot at the digital team. It was just a joke, man. Just a joke. Let's see if we can go back into the archives and put out and get some Fat Boy Fantasy videos. I haven't seen those in forever. Bob in Staten Island. What's up, Bob? Hey, Chris, how are you? What's going on? How are you? You're, you're, you're cracking me up with the candy canes. Oh, candy canes stay. Dude, I hate, I hate them, too. You know, oh, it's like I hate black, them. It's I am like not black a, li- bro, it's like black ri- licorice. Black licorice, yeah. And the other th- and you know what else? I wasn't going to say. It's, it's candy cane. I'm just not a peppermint guy. This, like, peppermint yeah. bark where you're going to ruin chocolate by putting peppermint oh. on top of it? Why would you do oh, that? Bro. Why oh, would you take God. perfectly good chocolate yeah, and then put exactly. some like hard peppermint crap on it? It's disgusting. Really? It's like it's, 
It's like it's dude. That's like putting like red sauce on like a flaming mignon. What yeah, exactly. It's like putting ketchup on lamb chops, man. You yeah, just no don't kidding, do it. Bro. I'll never forget that. I was on a cruise once. <laughs> I was on a cruise with my uncle, and my uncle's obsessed with ketchup. I mean, my cousins too. His his kids. I'm not kidding. Good. On Thanksgiving, they put ketchup on their cranberry sauce. I'm not. No I swear oh, to you. I swear to you. That's absurd. They love. It's absurd. I'm not kidding. They're absurd. I love them. They're absurd. And I'm yeah. telling, they're obsessed with ketchup. And I'll never forget, I was on a cruise ship, and the waiter came and he brought us these lamb chops. And he went, look at these. Uh, he was like so excited. He's like, look at these beautiful lamb chops. Look at how, when I see that pink, I say, wow. I'll never forget that. He said, when I see that pink, I say, wow. And then my uncle looked at him and said, uh, do you have any ketchup? And I thought the guy was going <laughs> to start crying. He was so upset that my uncle asked for ketchup. I'll never forget that as long as I live. Bro, I was I was just in North Carolina for the week. Yeah, and uh, I can see that happening there for some reason. Yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, listen, it happens. Yeah, it maybe. happens on Norwegian uh, cruise lines from New Yorkers, so you don't have to. You don't have to live in South Carolina and ask for ketchup on your lamb chops. I, I, I promise you. I'd say it. So, but yeah, um, candy canes stink, and so does gingerbread. Nah, hey, candy canes is terrible. And, I, and I'll tell you another thing. You were talking about um, um, was it? Uh, Sarasota with the um, what the hell, what did you just say about uh, the old people? Oh, the um, the uh, the uh, Margaritaville <laughs> retirement home, the Margaritaville, yeah, the Jimmy Buffett Sarasota. Margaritaville. That's Sarasota? Sarasota. All right, well, yeah. Then my buddy, yeah, my buddy Sarasota, lives, so. my buddy lives either in Sarasota or near Sarasota. Anyway, yeah, so that, like, apparently, so I'm that, going, I, yeah. yeah, I'm going down to like the villages, and okay. from what I from what I understand, it's like the SAV capital of the world. It's the what capital of the world? It's the S- it's the SCD capital of the world down there. So all these uh, all these retirees, you know, they just zooming each other. Right, right, right. And you know, like the garage is half open, and like threesomes. If it's completely open, the husband <laughs> likes to watch that kind of, that kind of crazy stuff. Oh, you know? I'll have to ask. I'll ask. You know, I'll ask my buddy Fitz hour, if he's involved in that. Eleven o'clock in the morning, they all drive around the golf carts. You know, yeah. Chris, well, I, I guess apparently it's easier to find a swinger than a chicken cutlet because I'm, I'm, to, I'm told I'm told you can't find chicken cutlets in the area. But you might be able to you might be able to find upside down pineapples, but you can't put it on a chicken cutlet sandwich. Well, that's, that's what I was dude, told. that's a thing too. The pineapple in the golf cart, the pineapple in the um, the shopping cart. You heard that one, right? Yeah, I've I've heard all kinds of things where uh, if the, if there's a couple wearing black. If there's a if you go to a, a a bar or something and you see a couple wearing black wedding matching black wedding rings, apparently right. that's a sing that's a, a signal that they're appro- that you can approach them with that kind of offer or talk yeah. to them. Oh my god! So I mean, I I have no idea. And and quite honestly, I've heard <laughs> we've heard rumors about the town I live in that there's some of that going on. So who knows? Really? Yeah, okay. you know, I don't I don't want to well, speak out of school, well, but I've, well, I've no, heard. No, listen, listen, I've heard. I'm yet to dabble, but I've heard. But it is my 40th birthday on Tuesday. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Yes, that's hilarious. All right, what do you got? So here's here's a question. I wanted I wanted to talk about the Otani um, contract absurdity. And um, so so do you remember remember last year when the Mets you know Cohen with his 380 million dollar you know disaster. So the whole league freaked out. And, oh, he's spending so much money, and they're gonna have to Cohen tax and all that crap. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the Dodgers turn around and do the same thing, but worse, way worse. And I don't hear peep out of anybody in Major League Baseball. Yeah, this con- this contract that they did 
you such a That's a good point. That's a good point. He had to, Steve Cohen. Steve, Steve Cohen had to come to Major League Baseball with San, right. with Sandy Alderson holding his hand, so that right. they, they, hat they in could, hand, hat in hand. Chris. He, he had to come in with Sandy Alderson, this you know old school baseball moneyball yep. guy, so uh, so that they could you know stem the fears of the other owners yeah, around baseball exactly. because Steve they Cohen will. might come in and do anything. And now they're allowing the Dodgers to just write BS contracts. That's right. Yeah, they I all, agree. They, they, all, they all crapped on our guy. And then all of a sudden, now this happens, and it's like it's like uh, the silence is deafening. Yep. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, that's, that's a good point. It's a good point. The silence is deafening. And, like, you know what? I, I You said something the other night about, um, you know, it ain't right, man. They, it's. It's it's seven hundred million. They should be that's, paying that's that how money. I feel. Let me ask: did, Does anybody ask Gavin Newsom in California? Um, you know, what do you think about this guy uh, yeah, not paying taxes? Yeah, the, the idea that yeah, ask him that question. Yeah, no, the idea. I mean, and so, especially you know, for that, gonna, like, forget even yeah. uh, if you want to get into that part of it. And again, I I, I want to make. I'm not. I I don't want to speak on it in certainties because I haven't made sure. That I that I've read enough to know what it actually means for the California tax code. I but so I'm, I well, so I, I, I don't want to speak. I don't want to speak on it like I I'm a hundred percent positive. But as far as well, I know, like he's only making the two million dollars. Forget what yeah, the what MLB. That's, what, bro, that, that's what he's paying. Chris. Yeah, I mean, forget what MLB he's, baseball. He can move, move to Florida ten years from now and not pay any taxes. Right on the on the six hundred and ninety million. Correct. Correct. When he goes down to Florida. Correct. And thank you, you know? for the call, Bob. That was a very good call. Thank you. Um. Yeah, Major League Baseball sees that as a four hundred million dollar contract, and they're putting forty million dollars or forty five, forty six, whatever, on the luxury, you know, towards their salary and their payroll this year. But yeah, as far as I know, he's making two million dollars a year for ten years while he lives in L.A. They signed a he signed a seven million dollar contract, and the state's only going to see twenty million dollars worth of taxes from it. Now that's a secondary thing. And I don't. There are tax loopholes, and the idea that the Dodgers and Otani are the only ones who use them is laughable. So I'm not. I'm not screaming about that. I don't know enough about it. Uh, it's it's legal. It's out in the open. So it is what it is. I don't. I, I'm not blaming anyone or getting at, on anyone for uh, averting tax paying. I don't. It is what it is. It is what it is. But inside baseball, which is more the purview of my show. Uh, and, you know, you can laugh at that or think whether it's my expertise or not, but it's what I'm more comfortable talking about. I don't – the idea that they can give out a $700 million contract and only pay a little more than half of that, this luxury tax – you're right. These are luxury tax thresholds that were brought in for Steve Cohen. And as I said the other day, luxury tax thresholds that were part of – not the only thing – but part of the reason we almost didn't have a season two years ago. We fought, they fought tooth and nail for these things to make sure they had these luxury tax thresholds so that the bottom rung teams could be paid money when these big time market teams go over the threshold and they'd be taxed and it's going to help the competitive balance and all that stuff. And they're fighting for it to the point where we almost don't have a season where instead of watching spring training, I'm watching uh, the commissioner of baseball take. Uh, you know, imaginary golf swings in the hallway waiting for a meeting to start. That's what I was watching instead of Yankee spring training two years ago. And all of that so that they can circumvent a $700 million contract? It's BS. It's BS. And I don't care if it's not really a $700 million contract. He is getting $700 million. And honestly, again, for the tax purposes of California, I really don't care. I don't care when they pay him. I don't care... 
what date they pay him. I don't care where he's living, where they pay him. I don't care if they push it back 50, 60 years. I have no problem when the checks are written, when the checks are cashed, how much is put in a, an, an auxiliary account or whatever, where it's it sits there. I don't care any of that. I don't care when the money, when he can spend it, when he gets taxed personally for it. None of that bothers me. I have no interest in it. But the overall money should be divided by the years he plays, and that's what's put on the payroll so that we can figure out the competitive balance tax that's inside baseball. They are circumventing it. There's no other way to put it. They are. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. If you want to tell me, well, Chris, it's really only a $480 million contract, then pay him $480 million and put it on your books. And then he can defer money from there. I don't care. Whatever the lump, whatever the final money is, he it's announced as a $700 million contract. He's getting $700 million eventually. 700 divided by 10. That would that's what goes on the payroll. You don't have to pay him. I'm listen, I watched Popeye. I'll gladly pay him Tuesday for a hamburger today. I don't care about that. I don't care when he gets paid. Don't care. But as far as money that they have to spend on a payroll to stay under or go over luxury tax levels, 700 divided by 10. That's what it should be. Anything else is BS. And I'm fully aware as a Yankee fan, and many of you Med fans who are listening, I'm fully aware that our teams are some of the teams that can benefit from this nonsense. And that I'm fully aware that a year from now, they might sign my Yankees, my beloved Yankees, might sign Juan Soto to the same type of deal. And you know what? I'll either be a hypocrite and tell you I don't care because it's the Yankees, or I'll tell you it's absolute BS. And I like to think that I'm going to tell you it's absolute BS because that's how I feel. It's not just because it's the Dodgers. It's not just because they're now in the Yamamoto sweepstakes when I didn't think they would be if they got Otani. That's not, it's not it. It's partially it. But mostly, it's because it's absolute BS. They're circumventing. Now, I mean, and honestly, I, I, and we're going to get to the calls, 877-337-6666. I hope the I would rather and I I would rather the Mets get Yamamoto than the Dodgers. I mean that. I would rather the Mets get him than the Dodgers. After that BS contract, now they're trading for Glass now. They're going to go sign Yamamoto. I it's you know what? Part of me wants that to happen so the Yankees can beat them in the World Series or we can watch them fall on their face like they do year after year in the first round and we can laugh in their face, but ultimately it's bad, man. I don't want it. I'd rather see him with the Mets. I'd rather see him with the Mets. Otani, Yamamoto, Glasnow, Hater for the back end of the bullpen. Who else? It's BS, man. Bothers me. And I'll tell you what, leading into that, I'll give you another angle that I would sign that I would pitch to Yamamoto. If I'm the Yankees. There's another angle I would pitch right now. I would call him today and pitch this to Yamamoto. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you for another hour. We'll come back. I see all your phone calls. We're going to get to them. But, yeah, the Dodger stuff makes me angry. I'm sorry if I yelled. I apologize. I'd much rather talk 
about chicken cutlets and swingers in Florida and candy canes and gingerbread houses than how the freaking Dodgers are playing Fugazi money. It's a Fugazi. It's a Fugazi. Bothers the hell out of me. 877-337-6666. McMonigle here with you on the fan.